everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Deborah Wright, and I'm the reigning Ms. United World 2022. Um, I am a mother, I am a volunteer, and I'm an advocate for childhood cancer research. So awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you're on the episode today. We keep running into each other randomly. We ran into each other twice already this year. Um, I had talked with uh, Rebecca, who was another judge from NUS, what we were at, but I actually wanted to talk about um, seeing you again at America's International Miss. You were a judge, and I know that was a tough job to do because those girls were beautiful. But I noticed from across the room a sparkly crown box. So I would love for you to tell us about your title and if they have a national platform or if you have your own personal platform, go ahead and give yourself a little plug. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I won the title of Ms. United World in Austin, Texas over Labor Day weekend. And to be honest, um, I've competed since I was in high school. Um, I was 17 years old in my first pageant, and I've been hooked ever since. Now, I was able to do something very positive with my, my pageantry when I was younger, and that was paying for most of my college education. Um, I competed for the Miss America system for four years, and I could not have picked a better system to um, to grow and improve and develop myself in, especially with my interview skills. Um, they are second to none in helping you uh, prepare for life and for a career and I cannot thank the Miss America system enough uh, for for doing that for me. Um, but I competed since I was seventeen. I've had very various um, Miss America local titles. I competed in Maryland for several years, and then competed in Delaware for my last year of eligibility. I was uh, twenty four. I ended up being first runner up to Miss Delaware. Um, so unfortunately, I did not get to step on the Miss America stage, which was my my end all be all my dream. Um, but uh, six months later, I competed for Miss Delaware USA and ended up winning Miss Delaware USA and competing for the Miss USA title um, in Gary, Indiana um, on national television. So not many women can say that. And I'm very, very proud of it. Um, but what a wonderful uh, experience that was for me. Yeah, absolutely. I had noticed your picture that you had posted the other day where you were a Miss Delaware USA. And I just want to ask, like, how was that experience? Because like you said, not many people get, you know, they kind of like don't make it to that level. And talking to someone that has made it to that level, what was that like for you? You know, they say that it's easier to have a son play in the NFL than it is to have a daughter compete for Miss USA. Um, and I am forever grateful for the people and the village that got me there, um, you know, from my personal trainer to my friends, to my coach, to the people that helped me with wardrobe. Um, it was my first time ever competing in the Miss USA system. I had never experienced that system before, uh, kind of felt like a fish out of water. Um, but I come to terms with you know, after being first runner, first runner up at Miss Delaware America, I came to terms with 
being really and truly who I am as a person. And I was not worried about going in there, uh, into that interview, uh, telling the judges what they wanted to hear. I went in there truly myself and talked about the things that I believe in and that I am advocating for. And I think they really liked that fresh air and somebody who was really coming in and being themselves. And when I was crowned that night, I got to be honest, I think I almost peed my pants. (laughs) Uh, Very unexpected. And I'll tell you, it was the same thing when I won Ms. United World um, this year. I went in there truly as myself and um, true to myself, true to my beliefs, and went in there and just had a, an amazing time. Um, and I honestly did not think I was coming home with a title. And I was okay with that. I just wanted to go and have a great time and meet new friends and experience um, Texas. I'd never been to Texas before. And, um, you know, when they called my my name, I, I was just dumbfounded. And um, for me, you know, I've competed for a very, very long time, but I'm very proud of um, being able to stay true to who I am. And I guess you could say humble. I don't know. I just, I am happy to be who I am and for those experiences and feel blessed to have all these experiences along the way. And, um, you know, God really has held my hand through all this. Cause I'm telling you, yes, I've won many titles, but there's many titles that I've come first runner up, you know, top 10, not make, any semifinals at all. Um, and he's held my hand through all of it and I'm forever grateful and, and truly, am you know, I feel blessed as, as a person. Absolutely. What would you say throughout your entire journey has been like the biggest or more like the hardest thing that you've had to overcome in pageants? Mm. Um, you know, I think it really is, learning your worth and truly knowing your abilities and what you have to offer others. It can be difficult. I I have to be honest, the rejection, um, the worry of, Oh, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Um, Sometimes that gets in your head and that's just life in general. That's not just pageantry. That's even just going for a job interview or, you know, a promotion that you're, you're trying to get. Um, it's, it's life. It's really maturing and learning who you are, staying true to yourself and knowing how amazing you are. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean that every single person on this earth has something to offer, but you have to be ready and willing to put yourself out there, stretch yourself, step outside that box to really see your full potential and to become your full potential. And I think, um, you know, as a, as a young person competing and as a young lady competing, it took me a little while to figure that out. Um, and I think maturing, uh, coming into myself, you know, I'm 44 years old now, uh, So in my 40s, I think I've finally learned that I am worth a lot. 
And I am capable of doing so many wonderful things. And when I competed for Miss United World and I interviewed with those judges, I told them, I said, you know, if you're looking for the hardest worker in the room, I'm your girl because I am ready and willing to get out there and make the most of this title and promote this system. It's a new system. So we're looking to grow. We're looking to advance ourselves and make us one of those household pageant names. And that's why I travel so much. We were just discussing, I was just back in Texas over the weekend, uh, emceeing a, a charity pageant and riding in some Christmas parades. It's about exposure and getting out there and showing the world that, oh my gosh, Ms. United World, who is that? What is she about? What's that system about? And it's really about uniting our sisterhood, not just girls that are in our system, but all systems and trying to bring us together for the better good and to get out there and make a difference in our communities. Absolutely. That is, that is so fantastic. And social media is one of the best tools today, definitely for pageant systems. I know in interviews I've talked about, I always get the question of what is something or one way that we can, you know, be more seen and that's social media. And that's exactly what you're doing by getting out there and showing yourself and, you know, being an MC at different pageants. Absolutely. There's a lot of, you know, terrible things that happen on social media and biased opinions and things that are not, you know, positive that are very negative. But I think for if you want to use social media to do good, you certainly have it and you have the ability to re to reach more people than you would just on a face-to-face basis. So I think social media has definitely helped our system as well as many others. And uh, a lot of pageant contestants you know, with COVID and the pandemic, we were able to reach more people virtually. And that there's, that's a positive. That's an absolute positive. I agree a hundred percent. That is Mostly how I find national pageants that I am interested in or even just state or local pageants is through Facebook group pages about pageants in whatever state I'm in or just going on Instagram and searching hashtag pageants and people will tag all of their pictures. And that's that's like my main reason for doing this is getting those people out there, the queens that I talk to, like getting their pageants that they're supporting right now and promoting a chance to be heard about because this is a new one, like you said, that people may not have heard of before. And I always want to have almost like a self plug for those organizations because everything is consistently growing, especially with this new age of social media. It's so much easier to find these smaller pageants and you kind of get into them early because then you can promote the heck out of these pageants. And it is such a, it's such a good look for those pageants out there that are smaller pageants. Cause I know like when I had found one that I had previously competed in, it was one of the national Queens that I just happened to come across her Instagram and started following her. And that's how I got so interested in the pageant was just because their Queens were doing such a great job and promoting the organization. And it shows a lot of how the queens act on social media and what they put out there for people to see. I mean, sometimes it may not be what really is going on behind the scenes, but definitely showing that they're putting in those community service hours or, you know, they're donating in their area. Like those are the most important things. That's such a big like deal that people don't realize that 
if the national queen is not doing what they should be, it's such a negative effect on the organization itself. And so having you yourself out there promoting this organization is such an amazing thing. And I bet your directors are so happy to have you because you are always on the go. And it's so amazing to see all your pictures where you are every weekend. (laughs) Well, for me, it's, you know, I've been competing so long that volunteerism and giving back in the community has been a big part of my life. So to be able to use that for promoting the pageant as well, I can do two things at once. And, and that's just icing on the cake. And for me, like I said, I've I've been volunteering a long time. Um, I've raised almost a million dollars for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, which is my chosen charity, has been my chosen charity for many years. Um, My daughter is involved. Um, I have an 11-year-old daughter um, who who wants nothing to do with competing herself, which is totally fine. Uh, But she loves going with me on my appearances. And that's more than I could ever ask. Um, she is actually running for student council in her new school, and she is proposing um, having Alex's Lemonade stand part of their charity organization there in the school. And she's going to challenge the grades in her middle school, uh, the grade levels, to compete and have lemonade stands and see who can raise the most money for this charity. And um, I think it's a great idea. Um, it's all, it's raising awareness for Alex's and it's also teaching her peers about giving back and community service and helping kids with cancer um, and helping those families and, and research to find a cure for cancer. So um, for me, you know, this pageant system was just a perfect fit. Um, you know, there is not a, a a particular platform that they have chosen. Um, our motto is United We Stand, and that's just bringing, you know, women together in general, pageant con- pageant contestant, pageant winners, pageant title holders together to make an impact because we know that we can make an impact um, louder if we're all together and organizing together than we can individually. So for me, it was it was a no-brainer. Um, I do have to say that my good friend Deanna Lintz um, was partially responsible for getting me to come into this system. She was competing in the Mrs. Division and she said, hey, I'm doing this pageant it's in Austin. It's, it seems like it's going to be so much fun. Why don't you do it with me? Um, and I was hesitant because I was coming off the heels of my Miss uh, for Pennsylvania title. and um, But I'm really glad that I did. I'm really glad that she asked me to to compete along with her. And, um, you know, I got to meet some amazing women um, that I wouldn't have met otherwise. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good to hear that one, that your daughter is implementing community service already in her school and around her. So that's definitely like coming as a, a positive effect that she has been able to see that things that you're doing for a community. And she's, you know, wanting to take that under her own wing of trying to do that herself. Like that is so awesome. I think actions speak volumes. You know, you can tell kids, oh, it's fun to volunteer, but when they actually get to do it and they see you doing it, it's it's so much more impactful. So um, for me, I've won. You know, I, even if I hadn't won this title, I won because my daughter, um, you know, she sees the good in what she's doing and, and she wants to do more. And 
for me, that's that's icing on the cake. That's the crown on my head. Absolutely. Sure. Along with that, for someone that would not you know know anything about pageants, what do you think is the best way that they should kind of get started? Like, where should they kind of look first, or how should they decide? You know, what pageant system is best for them? I, I think the best thing that anyone can do is just to chat with people. Um, like we said, use social media, get out there and message, you know, message these, these title holders or girls that you see that are competing in these different systems, ask them because word of mouth is the best policy. First of all, they're going to tell you if they had a bad experience. We know that negativity always spreads quicker than fire. Um, but if they've had a great experience, they'll tell you that too. Um, and I, I am all for advocating for pageants in general, because I think that we can do so many wonderful things in the community. We can give back, we can be so impactful for the things that are important to us. So, um, and I, I think it's really important as a title holder to just put pageantry in a good spotlight so often you see the media, you, you know, like I said, negativity spreads like wildfire. They're all about getting the bad things in the media, the, the negative things, the, the girls that don't make the right decisions. For me, it's so important because I've competed for almost three decades. It's important for me to put pageants in a good spotlight and to show that wonderful things, the wonderful things that we can do. So I, just say, get out there and reach out. And if anybody wants to reach out to me about any pageant system, I've done many. <laughs> um, and I will be honest with you. And I, you know, I'll be frank and, and give you the good and the bad. And, you know, you have to find your right pageant system. Just because United World was great for me, although I, I, I had so much fun and I think you just love it. I mean, it was a blast. It was held at the Kalahari Resort in Austin, Texas. And the director actually gave us a lot of free time, which is unheard of in pageantry. So I got to spend time with my daughter um, and my family, which was wonderful. Um, but you have to find the right pageant system for you. If, for instance, you're not really keen on swimsuit, you don't go into Miss USA. You don't go into those pageants that have swimsuit. You know, if you're looking for something a little more conservative, if you're looking for a pageant that um, isn't per se a platform pageant, then you don't do Miss America. So, you know, it, you just have to find, um, you have to find your right pageant. And I think by reaching out to other girls that have competed or that are and or that are title holders is a good way to do Absolutely. that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Definitely going back to the platform one, uh, before going to do, I did Miss South Carolina Teen America system, and I did the Miss Division for um, MAO for South Carolina. I had no clue at the age of 16 what a platform was. I didn't know. I had just come off doing USA for South Carolina Teen, and we had swimsuit. We didn't have platforms. That wasn't a thing. You came for one weekend, you were gone. So then, oh yeah, so much easier. A little, you know, just a little weekend, fun getaway. I mean, I didn't place anything, but it was just fun getaway. Um, but going in, I got a local title for, I was Miss Camden teen for the MAO system. 
And I did not understand anything. I didn't know what a platform was. Like at the time I had just done like anti-bullying and I wasn't really like driven and had a passion behind my platform. And then when I got to state and saw how passionate and so much community service that these people had done behind it. And uh, my previous episode that I posted with Sydney Ford, um, she was like my pageant idol growing up because she she always plays like top five. She was so passionate and did a lot with her platform, Hope After Grief. And it was amazing. Like I had never seen that before because in my small town of Camden, South Carolina, you know, it wasn't normal for us to make top 16 or top 15 or top 10 because we just, it just wasn't normal. And so I'd never really seen or had like almost like a pageant role model above me to help me progress and get into, you know, finding my passion. But after going to state, like, it was amazing. After that, it was a complete change in my head. I'm like, unless I know my why, this wasn't the pageant for me. And that's what finding that was the hardest. (laughs) Wonderful that you were inspired by that. So those girls that were there before you or that are, you know, there with you, they're already, look what they're already doing. They're inspiring others. It doesn't have to be someone outside the pageant. They're mentoring you in a way that they probably don't even know. No. That's what Sydney, when I had interviewed with her the other day, I was, and she knows this, but I was honestly fangirling. So I'm like, at age 15, this, she was the best tapper I had ever seen in my entire life. And so like, I was like, I need to do a talent like that. It's so energetic. She was just amazing. Like it was, it was just like watching a really good, like dancing with the stars. Like she was phenomenal, but she had the umph behind everything. Like it wasn't that she just got on stage and did her, you know, I walked gracefully and like, no, like she was passionate and she had her why. And that's what like realizing through pageants is once you find that why you are unstoppable, like you are full steam ahead. And that's what people get honestly not jealous about, but they're like envious. And I was envious of her for years and many other pageant queens just because they had that why and I didn't have it yet. And that's what like listening to like you talk, I'm like, okay, you had your why, like you, you figured it out and you knew that it's almost, I say it's like a business plan. Like when I come to an interview now, I'm like, here's what I have to offer And here's how we can better this organization together. And it's almost just like a business plan. So it's awesome. And so people look at pageants very differently now than they had before. This is more of a networking and getting to know people and, you know, like getting into an organization that really is something that you can give 110% of your time in. And it's like you never even have to work. It's like, like they say, you never work a day in your life if you're happy with what you do. Yeah, I, and I totally agree with you about the business plan because that was one of the questions they asked us in our interview. I think they asked every contestant is, you know, how are you going to promote this pageant? What are you going to do? Um, you know, not only are you out there promoting yourself and your platform, the pageant expects you to get out there and, and be the, the face of the pageant system. And I went in there and I, I told them, you know, I, I'm the hardest worker in the room and I've already proven myself with fundraising for organizations and I know how to get the job done. And, um, you know, of course winning was just amazing, but I won interview and I also won evening gown and I, I'm honored to have both, but to 
want to win the interview portion of the pageant just is, it makes me so proud because they liked what I had to say. They liked me as a person. I mean, yes, thank you so much for choosing me as the evening gown winner. I'm so glad that you liked my walk or you liked my dress or you liked the combination of the two, or I looked elegant and uh, I'm happy to certainly happy to have that award, but to win interview was really just an honor, just an honor. And, and to, to think that they really liked me is, is what it's all about. And it's huge interview nowadays. It's much more than it was before interview before. I feel like, when I was younger, I say younger, when I was like 15, because, <laughs> you know, I'm only 22 now, but when I was like 15, interview was like, all right, let me just check off interview. It matters what I do on the stage. Now it's what happens behind closed doors in that interview can beat out anything on stage at this point. Like I've done pageants where it's 50% of my score and 30%. It used to be a mere 10% and you move on with your life. And if you kill it in swimsuit or kill it on stage, then it really didn't matter what you did in your interview. But now you have girls talking on, you know, podcast or you have live Instagram feeds or Facebook or YouTube and they're out in public and emceeing pageants and doing different charity events. Like your queen needs to be able to talk. And it speaks volumes definitely to win an interview work. Cause I know when I was doing uh, USA national miss Anderson, which was just a local uh, prelim to go to miss or USA national miss South Carolina. I had one interview, but in that interview, it was the whole business plan situation. They asked me like what I brought to the table and what was one way that they could promote their state pageant. And ultimately that ended me up in the spot of the recruiter for USA National Miss South Carolina and North Carolina. Like I have been after that, they saw what I had to offer through social media, how to promote their pageant, how to get more girls to come to their pageant and why, how to get their why out there. And and ultimately, uh, Michelle Carmen, she loved that. That was what she wanted for her pageant because she runs uh, South Carolina, North Carolina for USA National Miss. And interview is really what won, won it over for them because they were like, it was like almost like an impressed factory. They're like, wow, like how can you kind of take like a business plan and think about it like this? But that's just how it is nowadays, especially with like the MAO system. They have like 15 interviews nowadays instead of, <laughs> instead of swimsuit, they put, you know, 10 different interviews. And I also think it's important to show what you have done, not just what you plan to do, but prove to them that you are worthy with what you have done. Don't wait to have a title to make a difference. Use your voice get out there, promote yourself, promote your platform, come to the pageant, ready to go. Having that resume built up already does speak volumes. And and now it's very interesting after girls on Instagram now, after they give up their title, they've been changing it to like, for instance, it'd be like Miss Casey Gibson. So instead of them having like Miss Anderson or Miss South Carolina, they change it to their name. So they're still promoting themselves and almost like now it's like you're branding yourself in a positive way that if somebody were to look at your Instagram, they're like, Oh wow, she's still out there doing things, even though she might not have a title right now, or, or she's ramping up to do something and she's out there, you know, donating cans or donating jackets or, you know, doing holiday cards for veterans, like just doing anything on their platforms that they can, even if they don't have a title. So it's really important to still be branding yourself. 
Absolutely. I, I will say on the other end of the spectrum, it's so wonderful to, to have a title because it truly opens up doors and makes people listen. So um, this week, I'm actually headed down to Washington, D.C. to speak with our congressman uh, here in PA, Dan Muser, about uh, things that we can do in our state to better um, the research for childhood cancer and um, you know something that's really important to me. So when I called and asked if I could have a meeting with him and they actually saw me at another appearance and saw me in my crown and sash and saw that I was working in the community. Um, they were ready to listen because I had the crown on. Um, yes, people can say, oh, that's so silly. Oh, you have to have a crown on your head to do things. No, I don't need a crown on my head to do things. It's just that crown opens up more doors for me to get the job done. So, you know, I've had several titles and people say, oh, you know, oh gosh, maybe she's a crown chaser. No, I'm still doing all my work, but I like pageants. I like having a title because it allows me to do more. So um, I'll be going down there on Wednesday and I'm also laying a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington uh, while I'm down there, which is a huge, huge honor. So um, it, it's just it's just about getting out there and and doing it. That is that is so amazing. I've actually never talked to someone that has like gone to a congressman. I've always seen it on Instagram and oh, she went and talked to him and shook his hand. But like you are actually getting out there and doing things that other people honestly think that of a dream of doing. Like you're like, no, I'm doing this. Like we're gonna do it. And yeah, and laying a wreath at the tomb of like that is insane. Like I've I've seen the whole thing go down. Like that's awesome. I mean, this is what our president does, you know, um, Fourth um, of July or Memorial Day. So to be able to do this is a huge honor. My daughter is going with me. Um, her teachers are so excited because they, you know, they obviously recognize that it's a huge educational experience. Um, so we're going to try and and see this, you know, the monuments and go to the Smithsonian while we're there. And, um, you know, I, I want her to learn how important it is about history and, and the government and, um, the things that they can do to get the job done. So I'm really excited, um, to, to show her and, and to have the experience together. I'm so glad. I know she's your daughter, but it's almost like you're like her big role model that she gets to kind of, you know, fall around and like take notes with. And you're definitely, you know, rubbing off on her a little bit with all of your community service. And I'm so glad that she gets to go and learn about these things that, you know, if I say this in like a nice way, if you would not have won this, you may not have been able to have the experiences that you have right now. So it's amazing for her to be able to join with you. You know, she became my why. You know, this is why I push forward. This is why I do so much. This is why I'm exhausted today because I was flying home on a plane last night. But, um, you know, being able to to show her um, and do this for her as well as other children and our youth, um, it's really important to me. So, um, you know, it, it's just a journey and um, I'm glad that we're doing it together. But she is definitely my why and my motivation to, to keep pushing and, and trying to do more. That's amazing. And I just want to, I just want to say thank you again for being here today. Like this is, I'm so glad that we can finally sit down and get together. We keep running into each other. So I thought no it, time to chat. <laughs> I know it's always you're judging or I'm running around the backstage fluffing dresses and putting 
tiny little misses on stage, literally lifting them myself. <laughs> but no, I'm just so happy and I really am honored to be able to talk with you. Like you have an amazing title right now and I'm so happy that your organization has someone like you because you really are making a difference. Even when you might not think it's that big, it really is that big. And I'm so happy that you're, you know, consistently out there pushing forward and just being a role model for those you might not even know that you are a role model for. Thank you. But I would, it's come to the part of the episode where I get to ask my favorite question. Already, are you ready? I'm ready. What part of your life has been positively impacted by the pageant world? I'd have to say the friendships that I have made. I never would have had the opportunity to meet such incredible women if I had not competed in pageantry. I have women that I am still close, near and dear to that I competed when I was 17 years old. Like I said, I'm 44 years old. So that's a long time to have a friendship. And I know that I can count on them. And I, I never would have had the relationship otherwise. Um, You know, just these women to, to be inspired, as you said, you know, they're just, to be inspired by their why and um, to grow and to develop who they are and to do it beside them is just an honor. Um, So without a doubt, I have to say it's the relationships, the friendships, the best friends that I have because of pageantry. That's an amazing answer. I love hearing everyone's answer for that. And this episode has really been big on the why. And I think people will be able to hear kind of like your why and also my own why and how to find their why, because that is such a big part of your pageant journey is, you know, you can do these pageants, you can walk on stage and feel pretty, but if you don't have a purpose and a passion behind it, you're doing nothing but shorting yourself out. And I'm, I'm really glad that they got to hear your journey for the past 30 years of pageantry. Like, sickening to think about. <laughs> but no, I'm so happy that we got to do this today. And you know, whatever happens in the future, guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.